On today's show, we're going to talk about something that no one wants to talk about. Uh, Jeff, it's not the rash thing again, is it? No, not today, Tony. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial. Thank you for tuning in this week to Paladin Financial Talk. We've got a great show, and we're going to talk about something that no one wants to talk about, really, but it's important. So we're going to talk about five types of insurance that you should consider. So grab a cup of coffee, turn that volume up, and uh, strap in. (laughs) Yeah, strap in for excitement, because today we're talking about insurance. (laughs) Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like the new Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. It's a lot like, it is a lot like the new Top Gun today's mm-hmm. episode. It's mm-hmm. a, I think the same level of excitement without any scenes of airplanes, of course. Yes. And I promise no one will cry. No one will cry. I can't make well, that promise. No, you can't make that promise. <laughs> we can't provide guarantees. As know. long as you, as long if you promise not to sing for us again, Jeff, maybe that'll That'll keep some people from crying. Financial planners have feelings too, Tony. <laughs> they wait. They do. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know. All uh, right. So insurance. Uh, wow. What's going to yeah, happen so th- here? This week, this month, the month of September, we're talking about risk. So last week we talked about the color of money risk analysis, and we're going to broaden this a little bit and talk about a variety of different risks that you should be aware of and make sure that you're plugging certain gaps along the way, depending on your situation. And we often get a lot of questions about, you know, things like, am I on track for retirement? Am I in a good position to avoid outliving my assets? Can I retire now or yesterday? And those are very important questions. But another important question that we often have is, what about all these different insurances that are out there? Do I really need this thing? And how much of it do I need? And where do I get it if I should have it. So with that in mind, we're going to talk about some types of insurance policies that might be a good fit for many stages of your life and many financial strategies. And so we're going to dig into those and we're going to use as today's um, linchpin or whatever as our our, our, uh, anchor, if you will, for the topic is uh, an Investopedia article, which is not my favorite go-to for uh, all things in investment advice or financial planning, but good article out there. Five insurance policies everyone should have has some really great information and insights for us to frame today's discussion around. Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, obviously, uh, people need insurance, and it's good to know what you need to make sure you're not underinsured or overinsured. So, uh, where do we begin? Yeah. First area we'll talk about is long-term disability. And if you're in your working years, this is one of the biggest risks you have is that you can no longer work or you can no longer work receiving the type of income that you have been accustomed to. 
and that can be a, a big gap. So let's say you have 15 years left in, in your working years and you make whatever, $100,000 a year, that's $1.5 million that's out the door if you can no longer work tomorrow, but you are still living. And if your income drops down from 100000 or 50000 down to zero, that's a big impact on your life. And in likely situation, you're also going to see your expenses oftentimes will increase at the same time because you have healthcare issues that you're having to pay for along the way. So a long-term disability can be very detrimental, obviously. And if you look at high level, the cost involved in insuring against that risk it's unlikely generally that you're going to need to have a long-term disability claim. So on one way of looking at this is if I pay X dollars a year for long-term disability insurance and I don't need that, um, I'm fine and I work into retirement, I just threw all that money away. And we can't look in the rear view mirror com- completely with that. So if on the other hand, if you did have a disability claim and you lose eight years of working income, that would blow things up completely. So you want to put some perspective into, yes, it's costing you money to have that insurance in place, but it's insuring you against a, a significant risk. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, a long-term disability insurance is important. Obviously, um, you, you need to understand it. And sometimes with insurance, I get, you know, people's eyes glaze over as you talk about it and you can get mm-hmm. lost in the weeds, but this is important stuff. And um, now, long-term disability insurance policies have two uh, designations. Uh, they have these labels, own occupation or any occupation, I've heard. Mm-hmm. What what does that mean? Yep, exactly. Yeah. So depending on if it's an own occupation definition, that's saying if you can no longer perform your current job duties, you're disabled and can no longer do that, it's going to pay out a claim versus a more liberal or I suppose conservative approach is that if it's any occupation, so if you can't work at all, which is a much higher hurdle, then that policy is going to kick out benefits. So own occupation would cost you more to have that coverage, but is also a a better plan for you in many situations. So that long-term disability is, as we walk through those eight or 10 years of lost income, that's your big risk. The other side is a short-term disability, which is generally up to 90 days. So generally what I recommend for people is cover that short-term need through emergency funds and liquid investments and use your premium dollars to buy the long-term disability insurance, not short-term disability. And you wanna look at if you're employed or through your employer rather, what type of coverage do they offer you? Some employers offer short-term disability. They pay for that, and you would have to pick up at your own expense long-term disability, or it might be vice versa. But your biggest risk is that long-term disability. Make sure that that is covered. If you don't have a plan through work that you can get, or it's not a good plan, the other option is to get disability insurance outside of work, and that's something that we help our clients with as well. And we can shop for what company is going to be the best given your situation, help you to get that coverage in place. But you want to start with looking at your employer provided coverage. That group coverage generally is going to be cheaper, but your risk is if you lose your job and you then become disabled, you might lose that coverage or you're likely going to lose that coverage. Mm, Interesting. 
So it sounds important, and that's a good starting point, is if you're employed, talk to your employer about what they offer and what's available. And then also always talk to a trusted financial services professional and advisor like yourself, Jeff. And I would encourage our listeners, if they have questions about insurance, to give you a call. Yeah. And these are things that we help our clients with is to navigate. Do I need this certain type of insurance? If so, how much? Where do I get that? Uh, those are all things that we will help you to navigate and better understand. So we talked about disability insurance, short and long-term disability. Another big insurance coverage is workers' compensation, or often you hear it as workers' comp. And that pays a benefit if you become injured or disabled while you're at work or you're performing your job tasks. And most states mandate that employers carry workers' compensation insurance for their employees. Minnesota is, is one of those. And in exchange for that benefit, employees are not allowed to sue their employer for negligence. Now, while long-term disability insurance and workers' comp both cover disabilities, long-term disability insurance is not restricted to disabilities or injuries that happen either at work or while working. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you are no longer to perform your job functions, that disability insurance would kick in whereas workers' comp is only going to kick in if that happens while you're on the job. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. So that's a great rundown of long-term disability insurance. But, Jeff, let's take a moment to urge our listeners, again, work with somebody like Jeff and his staff there when it comes to insurance because you're going to be able to discuss with them how certain insurance products fit into their broader financial strategy and a biggie is whether or not they're overinsured or underinsured. I'm sure you've seen people uh, with both scenarios, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We can help you to evaluate that. So the next type of coverage we'll talk about is life insurance. And you want to make sure you, you understand some basics about what type of insur life insurance there is. What do you have in place currently? And if you have a policy, does it make sense for you? I often meet with people that have had a policy for 20, 30 years, uh, like a cash value life insurance policy. They're pouring money into it. It's not really growing. It doesn't have much of a death benefit. It's not doing a whole lot for you, depending on that, how that policy is structured. So we want to evaluate what you have in place today. Do you have enough coverage? Are you paying as little as possible for that? Do you have the right bells and whistles based on your situation? And it, it, I've never seen someone who has, there's someone who's passed away and their spouse, for example, has said, gosh, we had too much life insurance. It just doesn't happen. So that is tax-free money that yeah. is going to your beneficiaries that can change their life going forward without you being there. So we want to understand what you have in place through work. Uh, your basic coverage through work, if you have that, any supplemental life insurance you can buy through work. But just like the disability insurance that we talked about, if you lose your job at work, that life insurance is gone. So you also want to look at, does it make sense to have a, a, your own policy outside of work? As long as you make those premium payments, that's going to give you coverage throughout your life or through a specified term. Yeah. So we can help you to evaluate that. And you want to look at the, the risk there is in our example earlier, if you have 10 years left of income of planned employment and you're making 80,000 a year, if you're gone tomorrow, that's 800,000 of lost income to your spouse, potentially or yeah. your kids. Yeah. 
But you also want to factor in if you're going to live 20 years in retirement, how much social security income is that? That might be another half a million or three quarters of a million of lost income to your household there as well. So it can add up pretty quickly. Right. Well, I imagine it would. And life insurance is so important, but there are different types and it's really important that people understand. Um, What do you want to talk about next? Health insurance is the most common one that's Uh, more immediate for everyone. And you have your daily to-dos that pop up. So you want to make sure that you have the right amount of coverage. It can squeeze your budget. And regardless of how much your employer subsidizes your monthly premium, you're still paying something for that. It's not cheap. But the reality is the cost of not having any insurance could end up costing you far more than the total sum of many years of premiums. Plus, there's the peace of mind of knowing you're taken care of. So health insurance is a very important one. Oh, yeah. And and an expensive one, too. You really need to plan that out and work with somebody like yourself because health insurance and health care costs can be outrageous, especially as you head into retirement. So you want to make sure that you've got that all sewn up. And, you know, you're rolling the dice if you don't have health insurance. And in most states, uh, you face a penalty for not having it. And you want to work with, again, a financial professional uh, and figure all that out, right? I mean, that's important. It is, yeah. It's a very important risk. It's costly, but you want to make sure that that gap is covered. Yeah. The uh, next type of insurance we'll talk about is homeowner's insurance. If you have your own home, uh, you want to make sure that you have your house, your belongings covered. So imagine for a moment if you sit down and get your pen out, your calculator out. If you woke up tomorrow and your, your house was gone, burnt down, whatever it might be, what would it cost to get you back to where you were before? So the replacement cost of your house, of all the furnishings, your clothing, everything that's in there. If you get out your, your pen and add that up, it's going to be a significant cost. So some homeowners policies, you also want to look at if, if that occurs, does that policy cover your ability to live somewhere else temporarily until that house is rebuilt or you move somewhere else? So it's important to remember that re- rebuilding expenses don't include the cost of land because you already own that land. Your land isn't going to, to burn down. And depending on how old your home is and the cost of your possessions, that replacement expense may, might be more or less than what you actually paid for it. So to get a clear estimate, you want to Look at builders in your area, what they're charging per square foot. Multiply that by the number of, uh, you know, amount of space that you have. That will give you a good estimate. But you also want to keep track of upgrades and special features that you have in your home currently. And as you work with your um, insurance agent for home and auto insurance, that's something they can help you to navigate that and how much coverage you need to have. And homeowners insurance, there are a number of different components to that, like part A, part B, et cetera. You want to make sure you have the appropriate amount of coverage. And if you don't own your own home, highly suggest if you rent that you do have renter's insurance and make sure that's covering your valuables as well. Yeah. I tell my 20 something kids, uh, Hey, uh, you know, even if you're going to be moving from apartment to apartment, renter's insurance is essential. I think that's essential. Yep. It is. It is. Can cost you quite a bit if you don't have that. Right. So what's next? Next type of insurance we'll talk about is auto insurance, and that should be part of your comprehensive financial strategy. And one of the things that we do for our clients is we help them 
get a second opinion on their home and auto insurance to make sure they have the right coverage in place and they're paying as little as possible for that. But a basic level of auto insurance is a legal requirement in most states nowadays. But even if you happen to find yourself in a place that doesn't require it, we feel that you should still carry auto insurance, even if you're driving an old car without much value. Now, if you're in an accident and someone is injured or their property is damaged, you could end up facing a lawsuit that hits you very hard financially. So your $3,000 car that you're driving around in could cost you $200,000 if you're having to deal with a lawsuit. So ultimately not carrying auto insurance or carrying only the bare minimum saves you a small amount and might jeopardize the big picture of your financial strategy and your retirement goals. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you don't want to jeopardize that and you want to make sure you're staying on top of it. Um, uh, so that's important. And uh, sometimes, uh, hey, we even have insurance on our dog, Jeff. Uh, that's Sarah good. Yeah. 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 We have a big Pets dog. Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> not cheap at all. That's no, for sure. no dogs. Actually, uh, one vet biz- bill was $400 and then they wanted to see him again. And we thought, well, Let's look into into insurance. And we did the math, and I think we'll come out ahead with the insurance. But a lot of the major insurance companies now offer pet insurance. I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And the pet industry and the amount of money that people spend on their pets, if you Google that and look at a a chart. We should have had a chart chart for today, Tony. We should have for our (sighs) podcast listeners. Charts, visuals, (laughs) yeah. Oh, but that, that, the amount of money that people spend on their pets oh. has just increased significantly. And, you know, as people are oftentimes waiting longer to have kids or aren't having kids or getting pets and spending more spending on them. money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So what's, what's so, next? So there's a lot of insurance options out there. You want yeah. to understand what you have, what you need. Um, the next thing we'll talk about is we're going back to life insurance and understanding a little bit about the types there. And we have previous podcasts we've done on this in more detail, but in general with life insurance, you have term insurance, which is your renting coverage and it's going to expire at some point. No cash value associated with that. It's cheaper, uh, but it's, it's, uh, not going to last you throughout your life necessarily. And then you have whole life insurance, which is going to last you through your entire life and you're paying, making premium payments along the way that can build up a cash value. But depending on what policy you're using, you might be throwing money into that and it's never really going anywhere. Uh, so we want to look at how that's structured, the interest rate you're getting on that. And then you have what is called index universal life insurance or IUL. It's also a cash value policy. It can last as long as, as you do throughout your entire life, but also gives you some increased flexibility over whole life. Um, costs oftentimes are lower and the returns can be much higher as well. So understand the type of policy you have. If you need coverage, does it make sense to use term or cash value? Those are things we can help you evaluate. I just met with one of our clients today and she has a cat, two different cash value policies that she's had for a long time. One of them makes sense for her to keep as is. The other one, we're going to look at options to improve upon that and upgrade that because life insurance, like everything, is technology and other things have evolved over the last couple of decades. There are a lot of new enhancements out there that uh, she can take advantage of w- with that. So yeah. life insurance is an important one. We can help you to understand that. 
Um, the last type of coverage we'll, we'll discuss is an umbrella policy. And okay. the purpose of an umbrella policy is to kick in above and beyond your home and auto insurance. So let's say we'll go back to our auto insurance example there. You get in a car wreck, you get sued, you damage someone's pool and, you know, chaos ensues. Your auto insurance has limits on it. And once that's tapped out, you have to start paying that money out of pocket. If you have an umbrella policy in place, it's rare you would need it, but that's where that umbrella policy is going to step in beyond the auto insurance and cover additional claims up to a limit. And those policies vary. Most common amount that we see is a million dollars of coverage and relatively cheap to do that. So your home and auto uh, insurance person, uh, they could provide you a quote on that and see whether or not it makes sense to have that policy. Yeah. Yeah, well, this has certainly been an informative show, Jeff. And, uh, you know, when you consider everything you've shared with us so far, I think it's great. But what's your bottom line takeaway before we go? Get some help. Understand your options, uh, unless you're really bored and trying to wade through all this stuff yourself. <laughs> right. But, um, find someone that you're comfortable with, whether that's us or someone else, and get some help. Have a, a comprehensive plan put together not just buying things from someone, but have a comprehensive financial plan that's well thought out, that addresses a number of different areas. It's not just your investments and your pie charts and your returns and did you beat the market, what your expenses are. It's having a comprehensive plan and that's what we do at Paladin Financial. So give us a call, come in for a complimentary second opinion on your situation. You can call us at 651-842-8406 to schedule that. Visit our website, financialpaladin.com, or you can email us at info at financialpaladin.com. And also, if you're a listener and you have questions you want us to cover on the show, feel free to email those to us as well, info at financialpaladin.com, and we'd love to cover your questions. And as always, if you're a regular listener, please take a moment to rate the podcast. We would truly appreciate that to let as many people know about it as possible. And we appreciate your time today. I hope this was of, of help to you. Tony, have a lovely rest of your Thursday. All right. Thanks, Jeff. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.